0: Welcome to New Mexico Castaways. I'm Rosalinda Roman and I am driving from Georgetown, Texas uh, to uh, the domain area of Austin, Texas. Actually first Wells Branch area, then the domain. I'm Rosalinda Roman and uh, normally on this uh, podcast you would hear me talking about tales from our sailing adventure. Uh, That's why I call it New Mexico Castaways, because we had lived in New Mexico and then moved on to a 45-foot sailing catamaran called the Dawn Treader. Um, I am now, however, we've been off the boat now for four months, not exactly four months, but coming up on four months since we left the boat in um, Georgetown in the Bahamas to go to Puerto Rico, and then it's probably about two months since I went back to the boat, yeah it was the beginning of March, so it was two months since I went back to the boat, prepped her, and then uh, left her in the capable hands of two captains, Verena and Mike, and they took her from there and sailed the John Treader back to Florida, where she is currently in Fort Lauderdale. But we, my family, of uh, five, plus the panting one you hear behind me, which is Nala, uh, family of five, three kids, ages, uh, the girls are 13 and 11, and my son Samuel is seven. And then Nala and my husband, who is currently in New Mexico. So I... Uh, <laughs> The reason I wanted to record is because it's the first time I've had a moment all to myself. If you don't count Nala, Um, at least I can talk most of the time with her in the car, with the kids in the car or anywhere else near me. It's pretty much impossible to have um, one coherent thought for more than two minutes. I will have Google Maps interrupting in my ear, but hopefully it won't make me sound like I don't know what I'm talking about too much. So let me just kind of fill you in. I know I had recorded or tried to record. I've tried probably three times to record since we got to Austin. And um, it's just been impossible because my family is just always needing me and needing me and needing me and needing me. And And I, I love my family and I certainly set this life up the way I wanted it, right? So I can't fault them for wanting me at all times, but it does, right now at this moment in my life, I am definitely doing some rethinking about how we have things set up, and I'm gonna tell you what is going on right now that makes me say that, and then also just kind of the general what's going on in our lives since we left the, the Dawn Treader. The first thing is right now, just where I find myself driving on the highway, highway uh, Interstate 35 from Georgetown to Austin with three kids all in different activities and my husband out of town. <laughs> and I'm one person with one car and I don't really know anyone in town. So it, it turned out to be a real challenge. So. If you followed our podcast for any length of time, you know that Ahava, our oldest, is a competitive gymnast, and that's been a really big challenge for us to try to get her, her, uh, keep her uh, training. Alive while we are traveling as a full-time traveling family, and before that, a full-time live-aboard family for the past a year and a half. We're coming up on two years since we left New Mexico. June will will be two years. So in a month, we make two years off out of New Mexico and traveling in one way or the other, which of course is not the ideal situation for a competitive gymnast's career. But Ahava is like me and that she loves to travel and she definitely has been the most supportive of the idea of living on the boat and then uh, all the travel that I like to do. So she's made a lot of sacrifices in order to make that work. She's trained anywhere that she gets the chance That we go she will go to a new gym and train even though she's you know like any kid going into a new place and she feels like a fish out of water sometimes and out of you know just having to start again at more than one place and more than once is never easy and I commend her for being so brave and doing that but uh Right now, she's here in Georgetown, which is, is a little town just north of Austin. It's really like a suburb of Austin. But I think I gather from the three weeks that I've been here that people in Georgetown definitely see it as a different city than Austin itself. Um, so, And I'm, I'm really just learning all the little communities and areas here in Austin and we have very much enjoyed it here so anyway her gym there in Georgetown called Acrotex is very uh has been very welcoming and she got started right away. So she, when all is said and done, she will have trained here for five weeks, which is good. It's not ideal. And her coach keeps reminding me every time I talk to him that, you know, she can only get so much training uh, when she's only here for five weeks. And, you know, I I get that. Um, But she's making the most of the time that she is here. And I will say that the, the benefit of going from to two more than one gym is the fact that she benefits from each coach's style because every coach is different and brings something different to the table. So she's had the benefit of being uh, with a coach in New Mexico and coaches in Florida and coaches in Puerto Rico and the Bahamas and now and also Illinois and now Texas. So she definitely benefits. But Nathan is um, he stresses a lot about the fact that she's not getting consistent training and that it you know it, it, she goes for long stretches without any training at all so that is one source of stress um, for us as a family trying to figure out how to balance all of that uh but like i said ahava definitely is willing to do her part to make it possible to be a world traveler or at least a u.s and vicinity traveler um, and also try to pursue her gymnastics goals. So she has gymnastics from 3.30 to 8.30, okay? And that's in Georgetown. Ziva, our 11-year-old, is a volleyball player and she loves volleyball, uh, beach volleyball in particular. And so as soon as we got here, we looked for volleyball and found a wonderful location. It's called Project Serve and it's a group of players and coaches that meet pretty much every day, um, at a place called the domain. And the domain is like central Austin, I think. Um, although again, I don't know everywhere in, in the area, but it's like kind of the hip area where, you know, the, the domain shops there have like the Apple store and the, you know, Abercom, I can't even say it. I won't even try. Anyway, all the cool stores that obviously I am completely disconnected from and unfamiliar with because I am not cool. <laughs> but it's it's a really um, that I think a lot of the tech, the young techies live there and um, and they have this really cool central uh, park that hang on. So don't kill me and everybody else. It's telling me to turn. I think I went the wrong way. Uh, please stand by while I make sure I'm going the right way. Yes, I am. Okay, so um, I can't see because my, my it's so bright that my phone is dark and so I can't see my, the map. Um, so anyway, Ziva goes to the domain area to play volleyball on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Sundays. And usually it's not a problem, but her start time is 6:30 and she plays from 6:30 to nine o'clock, which that is a little bit of a problem because none of us are night owls so and don't like to be up so late. <coughs> I'm gonna pause for a second because I gotta make sure I know where I'm going. Stand by. <laughs> Okay, sorry about that. I was driving and realized I uh, couldn't see my phone, which has the directions because I don't know this area at all. And it turned out it was because my phone was virtually dead. Luckily, I have a power pack, so I plugged it in and now I can see where I'm going and all is well. So anyway, so she, she practices from 6.30 to 9. And usually, since Nathan's, the reason we came to Austin, is Nathan's work has a project that they are working, uh, basically a company that's working with his company, and that company, uh, the one that is working with his company, is called MediMobile, and they are based here in Austin. So he came here to work on that project. Well, they're actually based in Austin, not Austin, in uh, Georgetown. So that's where the gym is. So he would basically, we started realizing that uh, me trying to homeschool the three kids at home and then trying to get everyone to gymnastics. And then Nathan, who thought that he was going to kind of have more flexibility when he was here. It's quite the opposite. He's working long hours every day because they've got this big project and the big push to get to launch this project. So he's at work when he is here in uh, in the Austin area with us. It is really nice because at least he's home and sleeps in the, you know, with, is in my house and I see him in the morning and he has, uh, you know, breakfast with me or not really breakfast, but he'll give me coffee and then he, um, hits the road, but then he's gone all day. And then, um, the activities begin in the afternoon. So we figured out with Ahava, she's really benefiting from being with Nathan as much as possible. And she needed a more, um, stable place to work, to do her, um, her work because she is in the middle school for Florida virtual school. And that requires a lot more, um, initiative and self, what do you call it? Um, self guided. I don't think that's the right word. Basically you're, you do a lot more of the organization as the student, and it's left up to you a lot more than it is to the teachers. So because she is in the middle school. She needed really a little bit more direction and focus. And we realized she would benefit from having Nathan near her. And it's really hard to try to help be the home educator, as they call it, for a middle schooler and two elementary school kids. So I ended up say, suggesting to Nathan, why don't you take Ahava with you to the office. So he started doing that when he was here a couple weeks for the last two weeks. And it's been great. She's gotten so much done that way. And she works at the office with him and that's great. Cause they're getting that one-on-one time. And she also then is right where she needs to be to go to her gymnastics when the time, uh, when it's time to go. So, With him out of town, all of that goes out the window. It was working really well for two weeks, and then, of course, he had to go. So now um, just getting them to their normal activities, volleyball, okay, Nala, volleyball and gymnastics was very challenging. And then add to that that Samuel has been dying to have his own sport. He's like, I want to be a gymnast. And after having had a competitive gymnast for a long time, We're like, no, you don't want to be a gymnast. Let's find something else for you because it is a huge commitment of a sport. And um, we didn't necessarily want to start down that road again with a second child. Uh, So anyway, we were always on the lookout for what might work for Samuel. And we realized they had ninja training, uh, which is like the American Ninja Warrior type stuff for the kids at Ahava's gym. So he's been dying to do that. And it took, they they require you to go through this application process. And he went through this process and he uh, waited and waited and waited and waited and waited until they had a spot open for him to be able to um, try out. Well, as luck would have it, it's like we have less than a week left here. But um, we still have to, you know, he still had his heart set on going. So I just arrived to where Ziva is. So I'm going to have to tell you to stand by again. And I will be back in a little bit. I'm back in the car. I've got Nala slightly worn out which is a good thing, because she needed it, and I took her to Ziva's Volleyball, and she, which is at a, they have this, like it's like a dog park in the middle, which is awesome and fantastic, or it was for the first two weeks that we were doing this until just this week, Some uh, security people came and said, oh, the rules are you have to keep your dog on leash at all times. And it's such a shame because it's like the most joyous place for a dog and the dog's owners. Hang on, let me reattach my audio Bluetooth so that we can um, talk and drive at the same time. Working on it. So many things... To manage all at once. (laughs) Need better equipment for being full-time traveling. Okay, this is connected. So I can go. This is why I wanted to record. Because I wanted you to hear how insane my life is right now. And how different it is from being on the boat. (laughs) So I'm going to finish the story of who is where and when and all of that. And then I'm going to update you on what's going on with the Dawn Treader. So Ziva is now at Project Serve Volleyball. I had picked her up at the Wells Branch Recreation Center where she was having a private lesson with a coach from Acro Sport, no, Euro Way Sports. And her name is Coach Nika. So... Nala, it would be great if you would go back there. Go back there and lie down. Go lie down. She's panting in my face, and you, that's probably all you hear. I'm sorry about that, but not cannot be helped. So now I'm heading back to acrotex, gymnastics, where I dropped Samuel off because he started... His ninja training, that's what I was telling you about when I had to listen to directions and get to pick up Ziva. So Samuel has been dying to go, to do anything, any sport. And as I was saying, we didn't want him to do gymnastics as his sport. And a lot of the other sports are not exactly compatible with our lifestyle and our traveling ways. And so we really wanted him to try some sports that were a little bit more either boat or traveler friendly So swimming could have been an option or volleyball. Volleyball was definitely something I would have loved for him to take up because then he could play with us and Ziva. But he found out that they had ninja classes. Um, And I think it's like American Ninja Warrior kind of stuff, which as a side note, I actually did a story A friend of mine is, was a American Ninja Warrior competitor, and he now owns a Ninja Warrior gym and um, tests out the Ninja courses for the show still, I believe. Um, And that's Josh Kronberg, or I think, I don't know if he goes by Kronberg or Kronberg, but anyway, he uh, is in Albuquerque and it's become such a big thing, this Ninja stuff and so samuel found out that ahava's gym has ninja classes i guess ninja warrior classes although they i think they call it ninja kids and so he tried to sign up when we first got here and they said they did not have anything for him for where because they have to actually do like a trial run so we took him signed him up and today was the first day that he was going to get to do it well wouldn't you know it's during the time when nathan's out of town at the exact time ziva has volleyball and ahava's in gymnastics so i did not know how i was going to pull it off but being travelers you learn to rely on and turn to people and trust your gut about people and so when i first got to the gym Hava's first day at the gym she one of her teammates uh, well not from the younger level the mom and i talked for a long time i really liked her she seemed really great and um i've been seeing her at the gym you know several times since then and we had swapped numbers and she said if you ever need anything you know let me know Well, I needed something because how was I going to get one kid to this place that's basically 25 minutes away from the other place that starts at the exact same time? And so I texted her today and asked her if she happened to be going to the gym to watch her daughter today. Um, And she said she was. And so she was willing to sit with Samuel for the half hour in between um, when I needed to drop him off so that I could leave in time to go get Ziva and get her to uh, volleyball. Uh, it turns out it was even crazier because we added that private lesson in the mix, but she, um, this uh, new friend, Jen, was awesome, and took Samuel right away, no problem, and I was able to get Ziva to volleyball in, with, she was like five minutes late. And that's pretty amazing considering I have three kids in three different sports and my husband out of town. Um, but I, I want to talk a little bit about this craziness, this crazy life, and it's wonderful. And, you know, there's so many things that the kids are going to get to learn. And, you know, I, I really appreciate the chance for them to um, lo- learn and grow and, and really explore the things that they love. But being back here, it really makes me go well, back here, back, meaning with normal people in like a city and with all these activities and stuff going on. It It's just amazing how much it consumes every minute of every day and how easy it is to fill up your time with stuff and activities. And Before you know it, there's just no wiggle room in your schedule. I mean, and I'm not just talking about the people who are in normal, like brick-and-mortar school. I know I shouldn't use the word normal because who's normal, right? But, you know, in brick-and-mortar schools with the regular hours, the usual hours, that's one thing. But even people who are in the homeschool groups, which... You know, I've, I've joined the Austin area homeschooler group, which is great because they have, they post all the time about activities, but so often I see people posting on that group that say, well, we'd love to do that, but our schedule is full until the fall. And I'm like, what? Your homeschooling and your schedule is so full that you can't have an impromptu play group ever until the fall? I, and maybe not play group, but something, you know, an activity that they were interested in. Maybe that's just an excuse and they're really not that interested, which is fine too. But my point is, wow, gone are the days. If we really are doing this, which, by the way, so let me back up a second. The Dawn Treader is under contract. What that means is we put it on the market after uh, we left puerto rico and we knew the, the boat was coming back to florida nathan really really wanted i can't see if this light is red or green because it's so bright the sun is so bright i cannot tell it must be red because nobody else is going so oh there you go okay sorry i digress <laughs> again like your senses are assaulted and everything is different <laughs> i'm not used to being a mom taxi and it just takes some getting used to. Um, but anyway, so we, when finally, after many discussions, a lot of, you know, discussing how we're going to find the balance and, and support Nathan's career goals and support Ahava's gymnastics goals and Ziva's goal of trying to be, she her goal is that she wants to be in middle school in New Mexico with her best friend. Um, not sure if that's going to happen, but bottom line is we're trying to find a way to really support, bring out the best in each family member as much as we possibly can. And I will add that I'd like to do it without completely sacrificing all possibility of me existing as a a person besides just only doing mom taxi, right? So the hope is that I can also find my uh, tribe and, and do all that kind of stuff that I love. Um, so anyway, when we were leaving the, the boat in the hands of the captains and Nathan, you know, we agreed, I begrudgingly, but agreed to, um, let him put it on the market. We've had some offers, but it wasn't what he had wanted it to be. Um, and, but then just a few weeks ago, a really good offer came in. And he wanted to accept it, and we discussed the terms and what he was willing to do. And it was less than he, the asking price, considerably less. But he said, you know, I'm, I think I'm going to respond by telling them I I will take the lower amount, but I won't do any of the repairs that we have on the list because we we once the boat got back to Florida, we had um, he went to the boat and he went through all of the systems that he could and looked at what needed to be done and made a list of all the repairs we were going to do, um, on the boat. And so that was being handled by, um, the people from catamaran company. They're the ones we bought the boat from, and they're the ones that are now selling the boat. And he, um, he basically said with his offer, okay, we will take the lower amount, but we will not do all those repairs. So they said, okay. And uh, they said that, that they accepted the terms. Contingent on us, um, they had to do a sail survey, like take it out for a sail and make sure, you know, the sails and everything was as, as they are supposed to be. And also they're hauling the, they needed to haul the boat out of the water and check the bottom and make sure everything's good, you know, that she's seaworthy and also just a general survey of all the systems to make sure that there's nothing um, that was not disclosed so that's where we are at this point and we had to pay for a captain to come and um, sail the boat and that day is tomorrow so starting tomorrow all day i think all day tomorrow they take the dawn treader without us there which makes me sick to my stomach um out Uh, out to the water and sail her and take her out of the water and go over every part of the boat with a fine-tooth comb, I guess, and uh, determine if she is um, a boat that they want to buy as is for the amount agreed upon. Nathan thinks he... I I can't tell which way it's going to go, and I've been kind of avoiding thinking about it up until now because... There was just no point in really harping on it in my mind because I was trying to just handle everything in my life with the kids and the craziness of our schedule. Um, but now that we're here, I can't tell if I feel like yes, it's going to um, sell and they're going to, and that's it, and we're done with the boat, or if my gut is saying no, they're not going to buy it. Nathan's take on it is that the person who is the buyer apparently has walked on a boat at this stage before. So they put the earnest money or whatever they do, and they then had the sale, you know, took her out for a sale and survey and hauled out of the water, and they walked from the deal because they found too many things that were wrong with the boat. There isn't, as far as we know, anything that should be a deal-breaker. She's a great boat, and, you know, there's really... I can't, you know, we don't think there's any issue, which is good and bad, right? So that means that probably the person will buy our boat. And if they do, Nathan believes we'll know by Friday if um, that they are, yes, in fact, buying the boat and they um, would like us to come and get our stuff off the boat. Um, And that, that, if that happens, that's going to shift everything that we're doing Because right now, we're here in Austin, we were supposed to be here uh, for another week, at least Ziva, Samuel, Nala and I, were gonna be here for another week. Then we were gonna hit the road and drive to Florida where we're going to Walt Disney World with my brother and his family because he's about to go be stationed in Germany with the Marines and so before he leaves, we're meeting them in Florida to go to Disney And then we were gonna go down to the boat. Not I don't think they'll go down to the boat, but but um my family was going down to the boat to go take her out for a sale. And now it sounds like that probably isn't gonna happen. If these people do in fact buy the boat, then I need to leave sooner. Like if they tell me this Friday, um, yes, the boat is sold and we need we want to take possession as soon as possible. Then we hit the road probably this weekend. Even though it is Mother's Day weekend, um, we'll hit the road and then we'll um, again Ziva Samuel Nala and I will drive to Florida, drive down to the boat and get our belongings and figure out exactly what we're going to do with them because we have no clue. We we it's our home and and I, it really hit me recently when Nathan and I were talking about um, the buyers and. He was kind of speaking about it as a business transaction, just very matter-of-factly. And I said, you know, this is my home. This is, we, yes, we have our house in New Mexico, but it's rented out. We have stuff in a storage in, like, one of the rooms has some of our special treasures in it. But it's not our home. Uh, this boat, I set up every dish, every um, part of it, every linen, every part of the boat is set up like the things are set up for that boat and for us to live on that boat long term. So I never, you know, I wasn't preparing the boat just for, um, you know, a six-month cruise or something like that. It was our home. And so I finally, you know, not not without some strong emotions, said to Nathan, listen, you know, there has to be a, a period of mourning and if I'm gonna have to let go of my home, I have to have time to go through and decide what we want to take off the boat. I don't know we we wouldn't we don't know how much they actually would want of our stuff because like I said, you know, the dishes were bought for the boat. The you know the dish rack it was bought specifically because that fits that boat. I mean, you know, I could go through every single little thing. Everything in there has a purpose because that's the thing you learn from living on a boat. You you get rid of all the stuff that doesn't have a real tangible purpose because you just don't have room and you don't want things you know sitting around on counters everywhere they they have to be put away now there's always the exception which is my um, stack of papers which has always been uh, following me wherever we have lived I always have at least one stack of papers somewhere and uh, the boat is no different and even here now that we just are living out of suitcases for the past let's see four months we've been living out of suitcases for four months um even that i have a little tiny shoebox of papers <laughs> so it's just what it is um but i guess that's my achilles heel even though i did kanmari the papers section i never really was successful at um so, yeah, that's what's on my mind. I don't know if the boat is going to sell. I'll know more in a couple days. I'm on this roller coaster of emotion, and maybe that's why it's good that I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Now I'm on my way. I left Ziva at the domain for volleyball, talked to her coaches so they know she's there. She, her, One of her teammates, um, one of the girls that's training there as well, her mom is going to stay with her, with Ziva, if I don't get back from picking up Ahava and Samuel in time so that she has time to, um, to you know, after Ziva gets off. So hopefully I'll be able to pick everyone up. But, but the point is, I mean, everyone's safe. I know there's someone watching each of my kids, so it's fine. I don't want you to worry that I just left my kids randomly. <laughs> um, but this, you know, going back to what, we have coming up it's a big time in our lives because each person in the family has a very strong personality and wants what they want and everybody wants to be heard and everybody wants to um, you know weigh in on where we go next and that's a blessing and a curse because sometimes you just have to finally make the decision well my problem is as I'm weighing all of these people's people that I adore and love, all of their wants and needs and desires, I start to lose my, the ability to hear my own voice. And that's something that's, it's something I've struggled with a long time because I tend to be much more of a, I'm always considering other people and, you know, whether it's in a relationship like, you know, a partner relationship, um, or with my children, I'm always trying to be thoughtful about how my decisions impact them. And so that was such a huge thing for me to be able to move on to the boat and really try to pursue this thing that I envisioned. And it was brought to an end so much, I mean, assuming it's brought to an end, but it, you know, we closed that chapter way before I was ready to close that chapter. And so now I'm trying to just be present and allow the kids while we're here to pursue these different interests and hopefully figure out a little bit more about what they really want and what matters and what is worth um, inconveniencing everybody else in the family for, right? Making sure that, okay, and I've said this more than once to my kids, you have to want it more than I want it for you. And that's something I learned from Chalene Johnson, uh, one of the motivational speakers that I uh, that I enjoy listening to, she basically always was helping people and offering you know free passes to her seminars and uh, to her different online courses, and then people wouldn't actually do the courses, and it was like, okay, if you don't want it more than I want it for you, that's just that's just not going to work. And so I've been working a lot on that with my kids. And, um, it's helped. It's helped. I've, I finally got to the realization that when we're getting out the door and the kids are, um, you know, like we're trying to head out the door to get a Havata gymnastics, for example, and she's kind of dragging her feet and doesn't really want to get moving. And neither of her siblings are moving. And we all know we all have to get out the door. And why is that incumbent on me to push them and always, you know, play this nonstop wrestling match game with them? And so I finally said, listen, whoever's activity we're heading to, it's their responsibility to get everybody out the door on time. And if we're going late, we're not going at all. Because I hate that feeling that, you know, what is it? Lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on my part. So I've been trying really hard, and it's pretty new still. We're still working on it, but but really handing ownership or the need to control it all over to the person who wants that thing. you know. So if we're heading to volleyball, then Ziva needs to make sure her siblings know we're heading to volleyball and we're getting out the door and in the car um, and that they have their water and they have their equipment of whatever they need. So uh, that's an interesting thing that has developed from being, uh, running around all to all these activities. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I don't know where we're going, what we're doing. I, oh, so I know what I was going to say. So I do have some ideas and, but until we know about the boat and if it's sold and what the status is on that, it's, there's still too much up in the air to make really solid plans. Plus we don't really know what's going on with Nathan's job. He took on this project He's enjoyed it, but I think he's also, um, getting disenchanted, not with the company that he's working with. He really likes them and they've been great. Um, but you know, we moved to land because he was up for this huge promotion and it's the job that he had been pursuing and really working hard toward. And actually, frankly, he had been doing the job for a very long time without any additional compensation, And then all of a sudden, they gave the job to someone else. There's the Georgetown Fire Department. You can hear that. And you can hear Nala panting nonstop, I know. Um, So anyway, so he didn't get that job. And he was asked to be the point person on this project. And little by little, we're starting to realize that, you know, when you're dealing with a really big corporation, a lot of times what people want to do and what they actually do is often different and Nathan is definitely the kind of guy that shakes things up he's very much a revolutionary he he doesn't follow the norm obviously or he wouldn't live on a boat with his family right but that doesn't always sit well with everybody and when you're in a corporate environment you have to have if you have someone who is you know, really um, daring and revolutionary in their way of thinking, they can only go so far as the management believes in them and allows them to do that, right? So um, he really felt like he was in a position to make a real change and do some positive, have a real positive impact um, with the company he's with. But little by little, working on this project and the fact that he didn't get that job is starting to really make him see that maybe... Um, there are some of the higher-ups that don't want to go out on a limb and take the chance to do what needs to be done to really overhaul and improve things. And I'm only telling you all of this just so that you kind of get a sense of all of the scope of the things that we have to weigh as we're making these family decisions because I want to support him, but he doesn't even know what direction he's heading in yet. So for us to, you know, everyone's like, well, where are you moving next? And I'm like, you know, I really can't say that. The answer to that is I don't know. Of course, I want to travel. I want to live on a boat. I want to sail the world. I want to explore while the kids are young and want to be with us. And I think they benefit tremendously from um, exploring the world from the safety of our family unit, right? Because we know um, even when we have adversity, which we had a, uh, some big things have come up this week just in terms of, you know, um, our kids are growing older and things are coming up. And so um, in the process of that, you know, staying connected to them and being able to talk things through with them and help um, them navigate the very difficult um, things that they're facing You know, I love that and I want to do more of that and and really be present. But I also want to support Nathan as he is very excited about this uh, career and the things that he's doing. Uh, But I will say if the excitement stops and he's not loving it, then um, I want to move back onto the boat or do something else that involves exploring with our kids. Speaking of our kids, I just arrived to... Gymnastics. I've probably talked long enough, and uh, I really want to watch Samuel do a little ninja moves, some ninja moves. So I'm going to let you go. I'm going to wrap this up. If you have enjoyed what I like to affectionately call Rosalinda's Ramblings, please go ahead and leave a review, whether it's iTunes or one of the other ways like Google Play that you listen to podcasts. I don't know if they have reviews actually, but that's how I'm listening to my podcast lately. Um, I also love Stitcher. And Share it with a friend or send me a note. And if you want to see some of the videos and uh, additional photos and things like that, you can always go to my Facebook page, which is New Mexico Cast on Facebook. And there will be a link for signing up for our private Facebook group. And that's where I do more of the live stuff and share a little bit more um, of the the behind the scenes and the photos and stuff. So. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you did enjoy this very disjointed, never-ending, talking crazy podcast. I'm Rosalinda Roman, and I hope you have a fantastic week. Bye.